Hey friend, for a limited time, I'm offering a special bundle deal on one proposal. You'll get the One Proposal 60-Day Devotional ebook, the study guide, and the audiobook for the price of a softcover book. Go to www.theoneproposal.com to take advantage of this limited triple bundle deal. Welcome back to Season 2, Episode 2 of the One Proposal Podcast. I am your host, Dalia. Is anyone else like me? Doing really well, strong in faith, believing God for life? Then something small triggers a flood of negative thoughts and emotions? Such as a friend telling me it's been almost two years since they began their new job when it seems like it happened just yesterday. Or the news of another person who doesn't appear to be doing it God's way, living a blessed life with the dreams I desire, and then praising Jesus for it. Times like these, the revelation hits me. I'm not getting any younger, and it disrupts the peace I feel in my soul. My soul, which is made up of my mind, my will, and my emotions. So, what do we do when it seems like God's word is contradictory and it does not appear to be working in our lives? When our mind is yelling at us that time is passing by? When the news or social media is filled with women leaving one relationship or marriage? And just like that, stepping into their happily ever after when it's been Years, years since I've been on a date. It begs a question, what's wrong with me? What do we do when we grow weary and become discouraged? I get it. I really do. I am living this. This is my reality. I get that this is not the easiest thing to do. That was my state of mind this morning. Then I began scrolling through social media, looking through an individual's profile for tips or clues as to how she ended up with such a blessed life. I didn't find anything. Instead, a still small voice tugging at my heart to not judge because I don't know her walk with God. And then that still small voice guiding me back to Isaiah 34, 16, in God's word. Seek from the book of the Lord and read, Not one of these shall fail, not one shall want her mate, for my mouth has commanded it, and his spirit has gathered them. I'm reading and looking at the scripture, trying to make sense how it applies to my life, here and now. God asks me to seek out of his book when my flesh wants to seek other ways. You know, my flesh wants to convince me that this isn't real and that this faith stuff is not working and that God's word says one thing, but reality is completely different. And then I hear his still small voice reminding me about the spirit of truth, that he will guide me into all truth, that he will guide me as perplexed as I may feel. I seek. I seek first his kingdom. I seek out of his book. And then he encourages my heart with another scripture found in Isaiah 30, 21, which says, 
your ears will hear a voice behind you saying, this is the way, walk in it. So what did I do this morning after the pity party? I found myself back in the scriptures to seek out of God's book and read his word. I'm here, I'm here reading, I'm in his presence, I'm asking him, I'm seeking him, I'm doing what he's instructing me to do, to seek out of his book. Then I get to the point in scripture where it says, Not one of these shall fell, and none shall want her mate. And it seems so obvious that my life is inconsistent with this truth. Because to me, it feels like I want my mate. So I looked up the word want in the original Hebrew. The word want means to miss. Listen to all these definitions of the word miss. To fail, be too late to catch, notice the absence or loss of, not be able to experience, or fail to take advantage of an opportunity or chance. And I cried out, Lord, why does my life feel like it's too late and that I have noticed the absence of a husband? Why does it feel like everybody else gets to be able to experience being with a mate while I am lonely and all alone? Why do I feel like I won't have the opportunity or chance to be a wife? Why does it feel like I have failed, Lord? Yet, your word is telling me that I won't fail. But why does it feel like I already failed? Why are you telling me that I haven't missed it? What do I do, Lord? And when these questions arise, I do the only thing I know to do. I go back to the scriptures for answers. The Lord is my shepherd, he says. I shall not want. He makes me to lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside the still waters. He restores my soul, my mind, my will, and my emotions. So often in my life, I come back to the scriptures to build my faith to arrive back to my place of peace. I seek, and I read, and as I do this, I am renewing my mind. And as I put my eyes and mind on His Word, I get to the place of revelation, and I see the Scriptures in a new and different light. If He says that I won't fail, then that means that I haven't failed. That means I haven't missed it. That means that I'm not going to miss it. That means that I'm still in the race. As long as there is life within me, then I haven't failed and I'm not going to fail. He knows. He knows about my biological clock. He knows about time passing by. He knows about my situation. He knows. God knows all this. So I come back to this place where I'm putting my life in his hands once again. I'm putting my confidence and trust in his hands once again. I don't know about tomorrow. I don't know what my thoughts or emotions will be tomorrow. But today, today, he leads me in the paths of righteousness for his namesake. 
for his namesake. He does it for his reputation, not mine. God's a master at leading humans to their place of destiny. In the midst of turmoil, he guides and leads for the good of his name. And he leads by his word. God is able to lead each and every one of us to our place of destiny. Otherwise, why is he God? God is able to lead and guide us. Our assignment is to seek and to submit to his will and to his principles. And as I read and seek, I'm putting my confident trust in him. So if he says and I'm not going to miss it, then I'm not going to fail. And as I continued reading Isaiah verse 16, where it says, For his mouth has commanded, I cross-referenced another scripture when he first commanded this out of his mouth. I put my eyes on his words and I read where he commanded it in Genesis 2. I look and I read and I seek and it says in verse 18 that it is not good for the man to be alone and that he would make a helper suitable for him. This is his word, not mine. And I'm coming into agreement with his word, his promises, his will for my life that I am a helper suitable for a man, and that it is His Holy Spirit which will gather us together. And I read where God took the woman He made and how He brought her to the man. I'm reading and I'm rereading. I'm looking and I'm relooking. I'm hearing and I'm rehearing these scriptures to build my faith, to understand my role as I believe God for this area of my life. That even though it seems like I'm noticing the absence of my mate, I'm learning to confidently trust God in His Word. That if he says I've not failed in this area, then it means that I won't fail to take advantage of his promise to become a wife to a husband and experience his blessing of a family in my lifetime.